This episode of Stuck in the 80s has been brought to you by... I am the monarch of the sea. The 80s Cruise. Find out more at the80scruise.com. Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the laughter. (laughs) The heroes. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Ghostbusters. And the honesty. What's up, Norm? My nipples. It's freezing out there. Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Sure, it's not 1985 right now, but who knows what tomorrow will bring. Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears, and today, let it never be said that there are no miracles at work in the universe. We have reached the very final installment of our March Movie Madness Tournament. You're still here? It's over. Go home. With me as always, because he's not sick. He just can't think of anything good to do. It's Brad in L.A. When Spearsy was in 80s land <laughs> Let my Spearsy go the warmth of 80s nation uh, all reaching out at once and turning the off switch <laughs> for the podcast. i have a lovely baritone singing voice come on you do you do <laughs> you told me earlier this week that you weren't feeling well that you might be sick um he's sick yeah i felt really weird i had a migraine on tuesday and it was like i don't know it's just a weird week but i'm feeling better now it's a really weird week i know 80s oh nation God. is happy to hear i'm feeling better or <sighs> not i don't know or they're like, damn, <laughs> he was sick. <laughs> you wouldn't want that to happen, would you? So anyway, we started this forever a day ago. We're actually closer now, I think, to football season than we are uh, the beginning of March Madness. Seriously. But the idea, as most of you know by now, is that we set up a field of 64 of our favorite characters um, who we deem to be sidekicks. We weren't always in agreement as far as whether or not they were sidekicks or not. That's true. But, you know, we had some fun with it, and um, however many, what is this, six rounds later? Six. Uh, yeah, six rounds. Yep. Six rounds later, we are finally prepared to announce the winner of our March Movie Madness Tournament. And I don't want the beginning music of the podcast to any way be a foreshadowing <laughs> of what's about to happen. It's just a delightful piece um, of music that we all enjoy. We could have just as easily played this music. Anyway, Brad is the official accountant slash bean counter of Stuck in the 80s, and hence he has the envelope to determine who won the final bracket. Is it Cameron Fry from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, or is it Chewbacca from the Star Wars trilogy? I I didn't know I was the official bean counter of Stuck in the 80s. I wear so many hats around here. Well, uh, Steve, it was closer maybe than we thought it would be, but in the end, by a margin of about uh, eh, 10% of the votes... Uh, Cameron Fry is going home with the hardware. Ladies and gentlemen, you're such a wonderful crowd. We'd like to play a little tune for you. It's one of my personal favorites. And I'd like to dedicate it to a young man who doesn't think he's seen anything good today. Cameron Fry, this one's for you. Wow, that's amazing. He, Cameron Fry was indeed our number one overall seed in the tournament. Yeah. We all thought he was the one to beat. And uh, 
he he made it through. Amazing. I mean, he ran people over the whole time. <laughs> yeah, man, we're about to do this again. So to get to the finals, to get to the championship, I should say. So Cameron Fry, first round was up against Bubo the Owl from Clash of the Titans. Real boy beats Metallic Bird. That's the storyline there. No, 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 not even close. <laughs> Call me sir, God damn it! Yes, yes, yes sir, yes sir. That's better. In the second round, he was up against the Frog Brothers from Lost Boys and again dispatched them pretty handily. Well, you just mind your P's and Q's, buster, and remember who you're dealing with. Um, then in the third round, uh, more of a challenge from Winston Zettamore from the Ghostbusters. Hey, bada, 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 so bada. I think his biggest challenge came in the fourth round against Goose from Top Gun. Look, don't ask me to participate in your stupid crap if you don't like the way I do it. Chewed up and Diego Montoya on his way to beating Chewbacca. Who do you love? Who do you love? You love a car. Wow. I know some people are going to be really upset because I know the Chewbacca fans out there are like, they're they're not willing to accept that there is a possibility that anybody should beat Chewbacca. I don't know what to tell you. The voting was a lot more one sided after like the first hundred or so votes, but uh, you know Chewbacca closed the gap from like sixty thirty or sixty forty to fifty five forty five. But you know, not enough, not enough. So now now that this is finally over. I should ask the question: Do you think we should do this again next year? Yeah, I want. What should we do? I, I want to do movie villains. Movie villains. Okay. Yeah. And are we going to break them into uh, like like we did for movie soundtracks? Are we going to break them into to distinctive um, subgenres? Like you have the truly evil ones. Uh, I think we probably can. I mean, there are enough kind of <clears throat> flavors of villain that you could probably do it. Yeah. Or I mean, you know, we could just keep it real and just say, you know, I think it makes the brackets a little more interesting if we can manage it. Then the individual brackets are a little more fun, and right. you don't get the. You know, then you you get instead of getting a in this one where we just did open seating and you had number one seed Cameron Fry against the number sixty four seed Bubo the Owl. That's not that interesting. But a one seed against a sixteen seed, eh, you know, something might happen there. You don't know. Yeah, you know, you know, what would be interesting is um, there's some villains like Billy Zabka. Right. I mean, he could he could be a bracket unto himself. <laughs> just what we need, another pussy. <laughs> You'll always be a crude, obnoxious, nouveau riche little fleeb. This year, we we were trying to we were trying to be inclusive, very inclusive, all genders, colors, uh, human, non-human, you know? <laughs> mechanical, <laughs> mechanical. Yeah. Um, with villains, it's going to be tough again. But I also wonder, you know, should we try to like? Do we sit there and say, look? Sorry, one movie, one villain, or you know, only only one Billy Zabka movie, you know, makes it into this list. Or do we say? I, I think I think we need to see. I think we need to work up our list and see where it falls. Because I don't yeah. have a problem with including someone a couple times if it makes sense. I mean, let's get the best candidates in there. Yeah, or 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 just one movie, like Star Wars had Han Solo and Chewie. Did not. No. No, didn't we? Han Solo was in there as a. Uh, as a sidekick? Uh, was he? Gosh, I don't remember our own brackets. I don't think so. I thought he was. Anyway, something to discuss nine months from now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. After we've already started it. So Ugh. so with, with the greatest of ease, we've gone from the beginning of the show all the way to this quickly. The, the Seggies. Ah, the Miscore refrain that is reader mailbag. And I'm totally not ready to do this this early in the show, but uh, 
there's I don't want to talk anymore about uh, Chewie versus yeah. uh, Cameron Fry. The show wants what it wants, and right now it yeah. wants to move on. It wants. We've got a ton of seggies this week. Oh my a gosh! Ton of emails, an abundance so, of riches. Well, more wealth than you can imagine. I don't know. I can imagine quite a bit. Uh, so much so that I've been drafted into having to read some of these. So I apologize in advance. It's true. Steve can read. Okay, here we go. Uh, letter number one from Christopher Morgan. Christopher writes, hey, guys. I am wicked excited about the upcoming metal show. We've been waiting such a long time for this one. I've listened to the show for years, and I love it. But almost all the content surrounds my early childhood years. The pop culture of the age when I was a teenager are lacking. Hmm. And maybe that plays to our kind of, we've had this discussion in the last few weeks about whether our audience is a little younger, maybe. They might be. Yeah. They might be getting younger. At least, at least Christopher is. So Christopher continues. Uh, I fully understand why I am simply younger than the hosts. Well, yes, you are. But maybe you might consider covering something harder than uh, your normal alt stuff, perhaps some rock and metal bands. Mm. They were a large part of my 80s, and the scene was central to my existence back then. Even without focusing on metal, there was mall pop, yeah, and dance music <laughs> dominating the radio. Isn't Tiffany going to be on the 80s cruise, Steve? <laughs> yes, she is. She is. Ding! Uh, are we going to see that? Will we go and see I, her? I, I will go just because I'm a completist. If there's any really? act I'm going to skip, it's, uh, it would be uh, Flock of Seagulls. But even that, I think I will have to go, if only so that I can hate on it. Well, you know, the last time we saw them, they were pretty good. Uh, just saying. Were they? Just saying. Were they, anyway. Steve? Were they? <laughs> they were better. They were better. Oh, I liked okay. them the last time. I will, they I liked they were better, yes. I will and, and grant yet, you that. And we are undermining Christopher's letter by talking I, about I, I apologize, Christopher. Um, I'll s- I just don't have a Cinderella story for you. What an incredible Cinderella story. This unknown comes out of nowhere. <laughs> anyway, Christopher fights through and continues to write, As much as I want to dance with somebody, grated on my nerves, every time I hear it, I have associated memories of a poolside blonde and a moment of bravado that embarrasses me <laughs> to think of to this day. Don't be embarrassed, Christopher. <laughs> Own it. Own it. Mm. I want to dance with somebody. That's actually early 80s. Just not making a – oh, no, no. You're right. That's uh, – Don't be that guy, Houston. Sorry. Confusing with Footloose. Whee! This, I'm not made to, to read letters. I, I, my focus is – You ramble. This is when I'm – You ramble, yeah. Get your head in the game. I've got to concentrate. concentrate. Hello? 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 Anyway, Mr. Morgan, he's, he's going to wrap it up here. I can tell. <clears throat> as soon as I clear my throat. Good memories, bad memories. Most of mine were made in the late 80s. And I'm happy to hear that you are pressing into the era of my rebellious youth. I hope you entertain the idea of a regular commentary from a slightly younger 80s denizen. I hope Dave Dirt turns out to be your man. Just from the short introduction on the last show, he sounds articulate and excited. Well, that's never been a plus for stuck in the 80s yeah. content. Wow. I love the show. Thanks for putting in the hard work. On behalf of the little kids in the 80s neighborhood, we're listening and we're stuck too. Uh, Christopher Morgan. That's a good letter. I struck it out for 20 minutes, but yes, it's okay. a great letter. Okay. And he's right. We do probably need to um, give the late 80s its due. Yeah. And you're absolutely right about Dave Dirt. Uh, he was great last week and I'm excited to do the metal show. I need to reach out to him and get my homework assignment so I can do my listening prep. Well, now that Groove Shark's gone under, oh, God. how are we going to do, how are we going to build a. Uh, Show playlist. I might actually have to go check out Spotify. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, sad. I don't know. It was a dark day this week when they shut down Groove Shark. <laughs> yeah. All my playlists. Poof. <laughs> I think I only had like two. Oh, well, I had all but... the show playlists in there. So anyway. Yeah. Speaking of two, there is a letter number two, and, and Brad is going to 
Uh, he's going to take this one. Steve's going to take a drink. <laughs> so as you may recall, we've been having some ongoing dialogue uh, regarding a question that just Drew sent us a couple of shows ago uh, asking for movie suggestions for his daughter. Well, as it turns out, we got a response from Drew's daughter today uh, responding to our recommendations. And uh, she writes, Dear Spearsy and Brad, thank you so much for all the recommendations for movies to watch. Honestly, I loved all the ones I've seen so far. Spearsy, my dad told me to mention my love for the movie Valley Girl. The outfits just crack me up. I also really like Gross Point Blank. Uh, that's not an 80s movie. Uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure and Can't Buy Me Love. I like St. Elmo's Fire, but I will admit it was kind of weird to watch Bender kiss Allison. <laughs> Fair point. Yeah, I never thought about that. Fair point. Now, here's my question. Why do so many 80s movies have this storyline somewhere in them where a poor girl likes a boy with money and a nice car? Boy goes out with girl. Girl thinks guy is a jerk. Girl realizes guy is not a jerk, and they live happily ever after. I mean, this story is in Flashdance, Pretty in Pink, Sixteen Candles, and basically twice in Mystic Pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Why was that storyline so big? We'll answer that in a minute. Uh, She continues, If any other kids my age like 80s movies as well, I would recommend starting with the classics. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Grease, uh, Grease is 70s, Dirty Dancing, The Breakfast Club, and 16 Candles. Also, Clueless are, are a great start. Uh, Clueless is 90s. Skip Footloose and Flashdance. Incorrect. There were just no really good <laughs> dancing movies in the 80s. If you know of any, let me know. Thanks again for all the amazing ideas. Next on my list are When Harry Met Sally and Heathers. Sincerely, 80s progeny. Just Drew's daughter. Ooh. When Harry Met Sally's next. That's 90s too, isn't it? Well, no, no, it's 1989, but it's uh, – I mean, I, I I don't know that I recommend that to a teenager. Really? Well – The whole fake orgasm scene? Um, I, Well, yeah, you know. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I'm glad I'm not Drew. May, maybe, you, maybe you leave the room for that scene. Or maybe you just focus <laughs> on the fact that that, was, that scene was shot in Katz's Deli, which has the most amazing pastrami on the planet. Never been there. Oh, my gosh. I can't eat pastrami anymore now that I've eaten that pastrami. I just, I, everything else pales in comparison. I'll have what she's having. So, okay, so she's saying don't watch Footloose or skip Footloose and Flashdance? Well, you know. No, The kids no. these days. Well, Flashdance, okay, Flashdance. I won't miss Flashdance, yeah. but I, I, I'm i sorry, Footloose. It's, Footloose it's on the list. required. Required. Yeah. Now, I, I think that the other thing I wanted to comment on was her, her remark, the outfits just cracked me up. What's, fu- <laughs> what's funny about those outfits? That's what people wore. That's not funny. Serious business. Eh, you know, it was California. They probably were a little more extreme than we were, like here in Florida. Yeah, that could be. I mean, we 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 popped our uh, collars, but even when we did, people kind of looked at us a little funny. No Val dude I could mean, touch you, Spears. Yeah, plenty of Val dudes could touch me. I take that back. Hey, I mean, it's not the way it sounds. But uh, <laughs> I don't want them to touch me. I'm just saying. I wish this podcast <laughs> never happened. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're getting so far off the rails here. Um, so her point about the storyline being repeated. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that that's just your, kind of your standard underdog storyline. I don't know. There are only yeah. there are only six or seven stories available to writers, so you tend to see some repeats. There was definitely a thing in the eighties about the money, and and yeah, you know, people people talk about the eighties as being a decade of excess, which it always kind of bugs me when people say that. Because, I mean, first of all, we were teenagers then, so we... I didn't have any excess. Yeah, there was no excess <laughs> going on. But it was definitely a theme. And you see it, and, you, and it rolled down into the movie plot lines. I mean, not so much Valley Girl. Um, uh, to but, some extent. 
That's more yeah. maybe a culture clash than anything. More of a culture clash. That was obviously a Romeo and Juliet, you know, really? ripoff. <laughs> uh, you know, risky business. Um, this the whole idea that money doesn't make you inherently evil. That you can be a good guy who also it happens to have just bucks, happens to have money and oh, yeah. stuff like that, or Wall Street I mean, on the other side of the coin. Yeah, you could so it's, be evil, but yeah, you could be evil. But it, I think it was just trading I was places. Just thing then. Yeah, money was a big part of movie subplots. Then it just was, and yeah. like the '90s, I think you had more. Oh, you trans the teen movies of the '90s are more about. Uh, well, they're all the Freddie Prince movies, right? <laughs> but what about our relationship? Were they were they were they ripping off other Shakespearean? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Works not uh, like Taming of the Shrew and uh, stuff like that. Uh, you too, honey. Ooh, I like to tame your shrew. <laughs> but uh, it's it's all it all goes back to Shakespeare. So I'm glad you enjoyed the list. You know, at some point, you should probably be ex- exposed to some of the saltier titles of the of the '80s, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Regretting my choice of words consistently and constantly in this uh, podcast. But the, the Porkies, the Fast Times. Hi, Brad. You know how cute I always thought you were. <laughs> uh, Last American Virgin. Um, risky Business. Risky Business. Anything that has the obligatory. You know, if, if it's got a prostitute with a heart of gold in it, you know, maybe send yeah. your dad out of the room for that one. Boy, and you forget about the early 80s where you had all the movies where it's like inappropriate relationships, like My Private Tutor and stuff right, like that. Right, uh, Class. Class, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, you should really see that one, though. Yeah, oh. that's, a, that's a fun movie. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> the list goes on and on. We'll be happy to keep uh, sending them to you. Yeah, and, and conversely, um, 80s progeny, if you see something that you want to write up for us, send it to us and we'll uh, we'll include it in a later show. Yeah, or even a blog item. I'd love yeah. to have uh, movie reviews from from someone you know who's a teenager now seeing these movies for the first time. Yeah. Um, as always, send your emails to us. We love to read them. We love stories. And uh, the email address is sit80s at gmail.com or stephenie80s or bradney80s at gmail.com. What's happening, hot stuff? Ah, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for Mystery Movie Moment. Uh, you know the drill. Um, you know the drill so much that you even know that I say you know the drill. Uh, we will play a snippet from a movie from the 80s, and if you can get it right, you are entered into the drawing to get a Stuck in the 80s bottle opener. Are we bringing any of those on the 80s cruise? Uh, I guess we could if I have some. any left, yeah. I, I'll order some next time around. Anyway, pay attention. Here's the clip from last week. I am Italian. Sono Italiano in spirito. That's a fish called Wanda, and everybody should have gotten it because we pretty much gave it away like – Three minutes before the segment. And yet, and yet, one, two, three, four, only five people got it. Shocking. Five. 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 Read them. Read them. I only count four. One, two, three. And yet, only four. (laughs) (laughs) And yet, only four of you got it. What's up? Maybe the, it was so obvious that they felt it wasn't worth writing in. You don't even have to take a full breath to get through this list, Brad. Go ahead. Oh, I will anyway. Winners this week include – no, winners this week are – come on, guys. Uh, Ken, Ken Ward. Yes, it's me. Uh, Troy Sag from Tulsa. Bobby Rizzo from St. Petersburg. And Silvio in Orlando, who writes, Stephen Brad, thanks for the mention on the cast. I am so stuck in the 80s. I found your podcast last year and have been listening to a lot of your earlier ones. Great stuff. Brings to mind great memories. 
I'm a high school graduate of St. Raymond's High School for Boys in the Bronx, New York. It's an all-boys Catholic high school, a special kind of hell on earth. Graduate of 1982, so I'm an older 80s head. To detail how stuck in the 80s I am, in the fall of 1981, I met a girl from the neighboring all-girls high school of the same patron saint name, started dating her in 1982, married her in 1990, and next week... As of this writing, we will celebrate our 25th anniversary. Wow, nice. Oh, nice. Congratulations, Congratulations Silvio. Yeah. That's fantastic. We've lived in Orlando, Florida since 1992 and winter spring since 2006. I'm still employed by the Orlando Sentinel. I'm an IT guy there going on 20 years now. Who knows how much longer? Yeah. Is that a, is that a print outlet, Steve? That's the big newspaper here in town. Oh, okay. So it's got maybe another six or eight months. <laughs> uh, it's, it'll do okay. Okay. I, I, I worry. I mean, I, I watched the LA Times shrinking before my very eyes, but that's another subject. So, moving back to the letter. So, if you fancy chatting up the 80s a bit over a few pints or some glasses of wild turkey, give a shout. I'll be the one with the Walkman. Nice. Yeah, nice okay, letter. Well, there. We fill in, fill in all the blanks there. Excellent. Perfect. Uh, pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. Man, some witch steals my clothes. Miku gets pushed out of hotel window and now you get fired. If you know it, email us at sit80s at gmail.com and tune in next week to find out if you are a wiener. Ah, uh, the mystical refrain of name that 80s tune. Um, we will play a snippet from a song from the 80s. If you're lucky, it will be as easy as the one we did Man, last week. What a softball. What is there, 50 winners? 50, no. I, know, I think it's 500. It feels like the it. List I remember goes when I was on and on. And on and on. So if we miss some, if we miss somebody this week, forgive us. Blame Spearsy. Practically <laughs> everybody who listened emailed us in. Uh, pay attention. Here was that completely obvious and not in any way mysterious tune. That's Joanna by Cool and the Gang. So, for the record, everyone assumed that I picked that clip. Number one, no. And number two, if I had, it would have been a lot shorter clip to at least well, make it I a don't... little challenging. You know, to be honest, <clears throat> the thought that was going through my head when I picked it was that it's a song I sort of – it's a song I know. Okay. But I don't know. It's not like, you know, at the tip of my tongue. It's not wired constantly. into your consciousness. No. And so, when I played a little bit longer of a clip, that's how long it would have taken me to get it. Uh, and so okay. I internalized a little bit on that, and I apologize. No, no, it's fine. You know what? On the, on the <clears> other <throat> side of that is it's you know, it's nice to have some easy ones. People can get them. We get some more names in the drawing. That's all well, good. Well, we did. And That's we, good. We, yeah. we see a lot of names here that we don't normally yeah. – well, I say that. I do know most of these names. But anyway, it's always nice to see new names. Yeah. So uh, shall I read some winners then, Steve? Yep. Let me, uh, let me get a deep breath here. Okay. Winners this week include PJ Vareccia, Oliver Bardenheyer, Jeff Brace, Oswaldo Jimenez, Kurt in Dirty Jersey, Gary in Gilroy, Marie Mueller, Ricardo Gutierrez, Peter Ryan, Alexandro Stix Cardoso Solis from Tijuana, Mexico, Josh in Birmingham, Doug in Illinois, Matt Kimber, John in RVA, Bryant in Northern Virginia, Surreal in Knoxville. 
Kevin 11, Charles from Yorktown, Virginia, Chris on vacation in Clearwater, Tim in Harrisburg, PA, Paul from Return to the 80s, DJ Rush Cress, John in Phoenix, Lisa Brown, Joseph Perdue, and Christian Lopez, who writes, Hey guys, hope you're having a good day. I believe the song is Joanna by Cool and the Gang. Man, that one zapped me back to high school. All of a sudden, I was in our school auditorium helping decorate the stage for some play I can't remember the name of. <laughs> uh, I was only there because a girl I had a crush on was there. Uh, of course. Years later, I ran into her and her girlfriend. Oops. Called that one wrong. <laughs> uh, you know. I, yeah, you know what, Christian? You saw the shot and you took it. You were only below the hard deck for a few seconds. Christian continues, Brad, I was at Stonehenge, too. I thought it was very cool, but I have to say that the cheesy gift shop they have there was kind of anticlimactic for me. That being said, I still bought a baseball cap with a Stonehenge patch on it. I was also accosted by a little old lady who lives down the road from there, and she insisted that the henge glows at night. Uh, yeah. Signed, Christian Lopez. Nice. Yeah. Was there was there a cheesy gift shop there? Yeah, they actually. I, you know, I know you care about this. They have a new visitor center that just opened recently, and there is a gift shop. Um, I did not go in there because I did not need a Stonehenge sweatshirt. <laughs> I don't, it's just kind of weird. I don't know. He makes a good point. It's kind of corny stuff. Like, do you need placemats with the Stonehenge on there? Do you when you go on trips these days? I mean, do you how, how many souvenirs do you generally buy, or do you not even buy souvenirs anymore? I didn't buy anything for myself on this trip. I mean, if we see something that we like for the house, we might do that. But um, I didn't really get anything on this trip. No. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember the last time I went on a trip and bought anything. I take, I, um, I take pictures. You know. Yeah, I take. It's pictures about experiences. I think. Yeah, I um I just went on that cruise, the journey cruise. Mm-hmm. And I, I literally bought nothing. I mean, I mean, I mean, I bought drinks for myself. But yeah. I didn't buy anything to bring home. I mean, I think I s- we did stop at one of the towns we drove through is having a farmer's market on one of the weekend days we were there. And we did stop and Katie bought a bunch of kind of locally made soaps and some candles and things like that to give to people when we got home. But I don't think she got Classes. anything for us. So well, yeah. that's fine. When, when I got off the boat and, uh, you know, you have to hand in a little customs form right. to the agent. Uh-huh. She's like, you didn't buy anything? I'm like, no. She's like... So if I open your your baggage right now, there won't be anything in there. I'm like, a lot of dirty clothes. Yeah. But I'm like, no. She, I, she, and she just giving me the stink eye. I'm like, <laughs> like that's not possible. <laughs> I've been I've been on a I've been on like 15 or 16 cruises now. There's nothing yeah, I, I want to buy. I don't need a St. Thomas salt shaker. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know what? I take it back. We did bring back one thing. We bought. I kid you not. We brought probably fifty or sixty dollars worth of English chocolate home with us. Oh, that's interesting. Like every day on the trip, we would buy a couple different candy bars and try them, and we would rank them. Like, oh, I give that one a two. I give that one a five. And then our, we, whichever ones at the end of the trip, the ones that were our favorites, we bought a bunch of them. It's pretty easy to find English chocolates here in Orlando or anywhere in Florida because yeah. so many British tourists come here that they stock a fair amount of I British highly food. recommend the Crispello. Oh, God. I think I've had that. They're so good. They're so good. I think, you know, you say you say uh, salt and pepper shaker. If they had a Stonehenge uh, salt and pepper shaker. I might have been tempted to pull the trigger on that. Yeah, one. yeah. There would have been some kitsch value in that. That's for sure. Yeah, but uh, anyway, someday if I ever get there again, we'll we'll see. Okay, Brad, spin the wheel and let's see who got the bottle opener. And the winner is Matt Kimber. Excellent. All right, Matt. Nice job. Send in your uh, snail mail address, and one of us will send a bottle opener your way. In the meantime, pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. If you know it, email us at SIT80s. You know the rest of them at gmail.com. 
and then tune in next week to find out if you are a winner. Please, please tell me now. Please, please tell me now. Oh, here's a segment we haven't had in a while. Please, please tell me now. Love it. It is fun. Um, this is the I miss segment. the singing part, though, I must say. Yeah, yeah, I don't. So for those who haven't heard about this segment in a while, the basic gist is people email us with questions and uh, we answer them. It can be questions about anything, too. I mean, I think some of the early ones were like, who are your favorite authors? <laughs> Just yeah. random stuff. Doesn't have to doesn't have to yeah. be 80s questions. Right, right. You could ask us, you know, what's in our refrigerator right now? Uh, the answer would be Gatorade and cold pizza. Uh, yeah, I have some lamb marinating to grill later today. Oh, that sucks. Well, come, My hatred for you grows by the day. Come by. Yeah, um, it's a big it's so, a big piece of meat, my friend. <laughs> so this week's PPT main question comes from Carol Jansen, our uh, our favorite co-host. She's a font of questions. She is. Someone else should send us some questions. I'm tired of answering Carol's questions. <laughs> That's not nice. <laughs> um, she asks us, "Do either of you have a?" Of her- She's so nosy. She, she asks us, "Do either of you have a really guilty pleasure movie?" Interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. One that you'll watch over and over again, maybe even own a copy on DVD or on your iPad. One that you wouldn't want to fess up to loving. It maybe can't be poorly acted. Maybe it doesn't have such a hot soundtrack. But you're nostalgic. Who cares? You still love it. I do, and I'll confess. I love this movie. No, not just one of the guys, although that ranks a close second. Hers is, oh, my God, 1984 is just the way you are with Christy McNichol. I don't think I've ever heard of this. I've seen this movie. Well, I, I, I had a huge crush on Christy McNichol. Of course you so did. I, and similarly to uh, our letter writer earlier, turns out yeah. Christy plays she, for the other team. Right. But she's she was big. In oh, yeah. Movies. No, I was right there with you, my friend. She was a um, – God, what is she in this movie? She's a violin player, I think, who has some sort of scoliosis in her – one of her legs, oh. so she has to wear a brace. Oh. So, uh, how about it? You want to dance? Me? No, I can't. I mean, uh, dance. Because you're gimpy? It's really a very un-PC movie uh, oh, yeah? t- today. Someone falls, obviously, in love with her because... You know, for just the way she is. Oh, I um, see. And she, does any, she is it one of those things where she's reluctant to believe that anybody could love her because she's so flawed, right? As a right, human right. being and as a musician. Well, and I think a couple of times people let her down, where, where someone really is in love with her and then sees the brace, and then suddenly they're turned off. Well, that's pretty crummy. It's it's an interesting movie. Um. Anyway, Carol continues. I think it's her last good movie. I think it might be her last movie, but that's beside the point. She's cute, she's feisty, and she's the Christy McNichol that we all fell in love with during the 80s. Man. And it's available on uh, iTunes and YouTube for three bucks for a rental. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll put, put my eyeballs on that. Yeah. $3? Well, it's more the two hours, really, than the $3. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Who has time anymore? I don't, I don't own it. I don't think I would own it. But if it were on TV, I would watch it. Okay. And I think in the early 80s on HBO, this this was a staple. A staple. So, sure. Yeah. So, so what is your guilty pleasure? Carol Jansen. Okay. Um, I, I got one. I'm ready for you. Okay. My guilty pleasure is Caveman <laughs> with Ringo Starr and uh, Barbara Bach and uh, Batusak and I think Dennis Quaid is in it. And uh, Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, what's her name from Cheers? Shelley Long. <laughs> I think it's Shelley Long's first movie. And it is so <laughs> stupid. It is so stupid. I own this on DVD. Da. 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 
And here, here's why. Here's why. It's it's not so much the movie, although I do find the movie funny in a silly way. It's the circumstances I saw it in. So do you, I think I've told the horror story of having to go with my family to opera camp when I was before my freshman and sophomore oh, years yeah. in high school. Yeah, God, definitely. It's awful. So I was not old enough to hang out with the big kids or the college kids. But one night, my older sister had pity on me and let me go with the older crowd to go see the movies. And that was the movie. So it was like, oh, I get to go out with the with the big kids. You know, this is great. And anyway, so I just have fun memories of going to see it in some yeah. crummy little theater in Eureka Springs, Arkansas. It's it's definitely true that the circumstance in which you watch a movie can really influence your memory of it. I mean, yeah, and it's just stupid. Let's face it. I saw Private Benjamin on a date, and I neither one of us were old enough to drive, and so her mom drove us and sat in the row right behind oh, us. You're kidding. <laughs> So That's my memory, awesome. my memory of Private Benjamin is tainted by the fact that I can practically hear her mom breathing on my neck. Do you kids want some popcorn? Oh my god! I mean, you couldn't do anything. So anyway, <laughs> that was back in the days when you actually wanted it. You would go to a movie with no intention of watching a movie. I mean, who would do that today? Do kids still make out at movie theaters? Uh, I don't know. I don't actually ever go to the movies. So yeah, but you have kids. I mean, would they ever? Fess up. I mean, um, just yeah, to find I'm out. Sure, I'm sure it happens. Come on. I mean, that's that's where that's we a, did that's it. A, back that's then. a crime of opportunity, right? I mean, you know, yeah, you're in a dark that, room. I mean, maybe it doesn't happen anymore. I, I mean, there's it, a I, lot of things that don't happen anymore. I bet but it I mean, does. I bet it does. You bet it does. Yeah, I, I, I bet just, it does. I, I don't. You know, I would just, I would love to know. But do kids, do teenagers still make out movie theaters? I know adults don't. So okay, so do I have a, a, a guilty pleasure movie? Yes, I do. It's called Zapped. Um, <laughs> I think we. I think we mentioned this just recently. It's been front of um, mind a lot lately, yeah. Take me to your heart. Yeah, it's um it's, it's on Netflix right now. So it's there and it's uh, I have it on DVD as well. Um I love the soundtrack, by the way. The soundtrack's amazing. So um well it's not amazing. It's awful. It's but it's, it's it's perfect though. It's, it's awful but it's perfect for that movie. Yeah. So it was um but anyway, if if you if you really want to torture yourself um, it's free on Netflix right now, or at least it was a few weeks ago. Yeah. So anyway. Well, and I think I said this the last time we talked about it. There's there's a certain sweetness to the the storyline between uh, Scott Bayo and and what's her name, the glass yeah. the glasses wearing love interest. Yeah. I looked her up the other day to see what she was doing. Um, and she's not she hasn't really been acting for a while. It, I think she's a um, she might be a professor or a dance teacher or a realtor or something like. It was something you know, <laughs> an everyday job. So that's nice for her. Yeah. So anyway, if you have a guilty pleasure and you want to tell us about it, uh, go ahead and email us and we'll, maybe we'll read it as a letter. So especially if it has a good story attached to it, those are always fun. Yes. <laughs> and if you have a question for us, a PPTMN, just email it to us to put PPTMN in the subject line. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Cruise back to the 80s on the first ever 80s cruise. Seven days in the most radical party to ever hit the high seas with a totally awesome lineup of artists that define the sound of the decade. Join Huey Lewis in the News, Richard Marks, Starship, Cool in the Gang, A Flock of Seagulls, Modern English, Naked Eyes, Tiffany, Wang Chung, and Jessie's Girl, the ultimate 80s party band. 
and the original MTV VJs, Nina Blackwood, Mark Goodman, and Alan Hunter. As we cruise to exotic ports of call like Grand Turk, San Juan, St. Thomas, and the private island of Half Moon Key, you can't miss this. Sailing from February 28th through March 6th, 2016, for the most gnarly vacation ever. For more information, log on to the80scruise.com or call 844-384-8080. And we're back. We have time for an 80s cruise update. We are, what, 10 months away now? Yeah, not quite. Nine months? Nine. Oh, my God. It's flying. Anyway, it is, as we've said before, it's next February, late February. It's out of Fort Lauderdale. On the Holland America Eurodam, which is a beautiful ship with a luxury uh, line for sure. And Brad and I will be there just to clarify why, we, why we're talking about this so much. We will be there. We're in. We're in. We've been in since the start. From time to time, I do like to uh, to kind of give an update on what's going on. Brad, you noticed the other day when you were looking online that some of the categories of rooms and cabins are already sold out. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, you know if you're if you're thinking about it, you know think harder or uh, you know think faster. Think faster. Yeah. In the meantime, what I like to do like every week is um, sometimes I'll come home in the evening, <laughs> text Brad. Do you have any costume ideas yet? I'm like, yeah. You know what? I really haven't been thinking about it. Yeah, he really and he really has not been thinking about it. I sent you one last night though. Yeah, you so we should dress up like a uh, Spinal Tap. Yeah, I want to be um, I want to be tough and all. Uh, you can't be tough. Yeah, I guess I I'm know. taller. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know that's gonna work. I don't have a but, good. Uh, I can't pull off the accent, so it really doesn't matter. I can't pull off the accent either. So uh, the um, every night of the cruise has a theme night, and the one that, that torments me and Brad the most is '80s movie night because there's a costume contest. I presume. Let's be clear. It torments Steve, and Steve in turn torments me. Right. So, but maybe once a week, twice a week, I will pour myself a glass of amber goodness, and. Um, Drink it and maybe a follow up, and then wait patiently for Brad to get off work on the West Coast, so that he might call me on the way home and talk him off the cliff. <laughs> talk me off the cliff, and we'll talk about uh, uh, movie costume ideas. But uh, it occurred to me the other day there's there's a lot more for us to do. Yep. And so I've come up with my own uh, top five things that Brad and Steve need to do before the '80s cruise. Are you ready? Number five. Buy rum runner flasks. Yeah, seriously. Uh, we've mentioned we've mentioned these before. It's a cost um, containment uh, tactic. It uh, rum runner flasks are these like um, heavy duty plastic flasks that you can put booze into and pack them in your uh, luggage. It's and, the updated version of Ziploc baggies of rum. Yes, exactly. And you and you can pass through security onto a cruise ship uh, with your booze, thus saving you. You know, a few dollars here and there. A buck or two. Because they, you know, cruise lines do not generally allow you to bring alcohol on board. They'll let you bring like... You can bring some, right? You can bring some beer. wine to have with bring some, dinner. Right, right. Some wine, some beer sometimes, but for, but liquor verboten. In fact, if you buy liquor in a port, you when you bring it onto the ship, they will store it. Do they, they, <laughs> do they yeah, quarantine you, it, basically? Yeah, they quarantine it. So in the old days, you could just bring it right to your room, but no, no longer... Not so much, huh? This is a long-standing policy, but there's a company called Rum Runner that that makes these little things. I, I have them, and I might have to get some more though. If you go to rumrunnerflasks.com, you'll see them. And we don't get any sort of no kickback. promotional consideration has been paid for this mention of rumrunnerflasks.com. No. <laughs> but people keep asking about them, so I figure I have to mention it. Sure. So, uh, what else is on our list of the top five things to do before the cruise? Number four. Order plastic stuck in the '80s cups for swag. 
Yeah, we need some giveaways. We promise we're going to bring some uh, some merchandise that we will give away to um, our Stuckanese Nation friends who come on the cruise with us. Yeah, plastic cups would work, we think, because um, a can be used uh, in harmony with the Rum Runner flasks. Oh, so, synergy! I love it. And if we're starting to, if we end up having a little uh, tournament of Trivial Pursuit eighties. What better way to enjoy it than with some wild turkey and a uh, stuck in eighties plastic and cup. a stuck in eighties cup? It just yeah. tastes better. It does. Speaking of uh, what happens when you drink too much wild turkey, number three, get into better shape. Now, this, round is a shape technically. Yeah, um, get into a more um, uh, aerodynamic shape. Well, yeah, because you know those custom stuck in the eighties banana hammocks that I ordered us are not going to look good ooh, unless we're fit and trim. Ooh, no, you're 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 fit and trim. I am. I uh, well, I wouldn't say trim. I would say right now the only movie costumes we can pick would be the Blues Brothers, and we all know who's going to be uh, John Belushi. So orange whip, <laughs> orange, orange whip. whip. I've got uh, what nine months to go, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yep. I got to do something, man, or else uh, they'll find my carcass floating out to sea. No way, man. <laughs> I'll have your carcass tied to its bed. Number two. Pack a whole suitcase full of nerd stuff. so that we Yeah, baby. Can... Just like going to school and uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Because uh, we're going to try to record <laughs> podcasts from the boat. So we're going to need um, all sorts of fun little gadgets. Our little microphones, a mixing board. I bought a mixer this week. Ooh. We're gonna, I'm going to have a tub full of cables. Uh, seriously, we're going to have so much luggage for this trip. It's going to be bad. Traveling like a... It's going to take two I'm suitcases. I'm going to need a steamer trunk. Two. <laughs> Can I have a suitcase just full of the nerdware? <laughs> It'd be cool if we had like a, a robot in our room, like Polly in uh, Rocky Three or, or Revenge of the Nerds. Let me see if I can get Tweaky. That'd be great. You could clean up after us. Good one, Spearsy. Yeah. <laughs> mini, 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 mini. <laughs> God. And uh, number one on our list of things to do before the 80s cruise. Number one. Update our last wills and testaments. <laughs> you probably actually have one already, don't you? Uh, I don't have a will per se, but we do have a trust Ew. that everything's in for the kids oh. should the worst happen. Yeah. So not a will, but I do have a trust. I, I, I have nothing. Really exciting, isn't it? Yeah, I have nothing in place. I really do. If I, you know, asphyxiate on my, uh, on vomit and, and maybe not my own vomit. Can't dust for vomit. It really dust for vomit. Um, there are no instructions on what to do with me. I just I trust that my friends will figure it out. Well, I, you know, listen for our, to our other podcast. Uh, you know, life planning in the eighties. And we'll, <laughs> yeah, that's we'll, we'll cover. Yeah, not that. a lot of downloads for that one, but there should have been. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of really good information there. Uh, in the meantime, uh, thank you everyone who participated in March uh, movie sidekick madness. Um, we are glad that it's finally over. Now that it is, Dave Dirt will return soon for hair metal in the 80s. Uh, Drew's going to return soon. We're going to wrap up all the 80s uh, Beatles shows. We've got some fun ideas coming. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll get some good interviews off of the summer concert tours that are coming. Anything is possible. In the meantime, Bradley and myself remain here, hopelessly, stuck in the 80s. Stuck in the 80s is a Class of 85 production. Please listen responsibly. Along with our Rum Runner flasks. <laughs> mm. That's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like that stopped us before. <laughs>